Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome to episode number 80 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Christy Lee here, your host. How are you? Hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to us here on the podcast. And I am super excited today to be bringing you episode number 80, because today I am joined by some special guests. When I get to work with business owners and leaders within businesses, what I love most, what really excites me is hearing what they've been doing in their business and specifically hearing the things that they've been doing that's been helping their business, the aha moments that they that we all get in business where we suddenly realize, ah, that's what we needed to do there. Or sometimes just putting things in action that we're really, you know, that have been game changers for our business and are going to help drive our business forward. So today is part of a two-part series where I'm bringing you real lessons from real leaders. The people you're going to hear from in this series are people that are running successful businesses. They're people just like you and I who are growing their businesses. They're working in some amazing fields. I just, I love learning about the different industries that the clients I work with and my members inside People Powered HR work in as well. I love learning about the nuances of the industry and the ins and the outs and the what we need for people in that industry. And I'm really excited to bring you some of their stories today. Really what I did is ask the guests on the podcast today whether there was one lesson that they've learnt or one key thing that's been critical to them when it comes to their teams in the last 12 months that they wanted to share with you, our audience, that might help you as well in terms of things that might move the needle in your business, might be an aha moment for you, or that you might be able to implement within your business to help you grow and manage and build your dream teams, because that's exactly what these people are doing. And I wanted to ask them this question at this time, because let's face it, the last 12 months has been anything less than ordinary in business. And quite often in these discussions, we do focus on the last 12 months, but but often the last 18 or so months since this whole worldwide pandemic thing hit us. Businesses had to change, and even businesses that really haven't been heavily impacted uh, by COVID itself have been working in a different environment, I guess you could say, a different business landscape. And I just wanted to bring you their stories because I think the things that they share in these discussions are just things that any of us could be facing any day when it comes to our team. And so, as I said, this is a part of a two-part series. And the two discussions that I'm bringing with you today are from some really, really great and savvy businesses. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them both. But the reason I wanted to kick off this series with these two discussions is You'll often hear me talk on the podcast, and I've mentioned, I think we've done a whole episode on this before, and we've got another episode coming up in not very many weeks on this topic. And this is around the journey that every employee takes with your business. My term for it is something that I've coined is the PEOPLE pathway. And PEOPLE is an acronym, and it stands for Plan, Employ, Onboard, Protect, Leverage, and Exit. 
because that's the journey all our people take. We have to plan to bring the right people in at the right time for the right role. And our planning changes from when we're first building our team to when we're building our bigger team to when our business changes and grows and perhaps diversifies. Then we have to employ the right people at the right times. We need to onboard them effectively because those first few days, weeks and months is so crucial to the success of the role. We want to make sure we've got practices in place to protect our business Just earlier today, I was having a discussion with some other business owners and they were asking about documents and paperwork and contracts. And I've said, every piece of paper you put in place is purely to protect your business. So you're always thinking worst case scenario, but when you've got those golden pieces of paper, you are so thankful when you need them. So you need to protect your business. You need to leverage and get the most out of your people. That's the juicy parts where all the fun stuff happens. It's where we build skills, we develop people, training and development, and we just know how to get the most out of our people. And of course, ultimately, everyone exits our business. How do we manage that? How do we make it happen when we need to? And how do we manage it when we don't want it to happen, but it ultimately will? And that is the people pathway. And the two discussions I want to kick off with today I wanted to start with these two because just by chance, I had no idea what their answers were going to be to the question, but by chance, they talk about the first two steps of the people pathway. First up, we're going to hear from Jane Gallagher. Now, Jane's going to tell you a little bit about her business when we interview Jane, but Jane talks about the planning aspect of the people pathway in such a succinct way. And I love Jane's action taking approach, and she's going to share with you what she has found most impactful in building her team in the last 12 months. So let's welcome Jane Gallagher to the People Powered Business Podcast. Jane Gallagher, welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. It's great to have you here. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Excellent. Now, your business is Honey and Fox. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do over there at Honey and Fox. Okay, so Honey and Fox, uh, at Honey and Fox, we work with fishers, farmers and small food businesses. It's a very specific niche. Um, And what we do is we help them find and grow the best, most profitable markets for their products. And and that means that we provide them with, um, we've got a a four-part framework called Discover, uh, Create, Connect and Grow. And that's all about, so Discover is about researching your client, researching your market, developing a strategy. Create is all about creating um, all the marketing collateral and all of the communications pieces that you need to to really connect, which is the next bit. So then we show you how to, we show our clients how to do that or do it for them. Um, And uh, and then our grow piece uh, is in development and that's uh, where we're going to be um, running workshops and online courses. And our real passion is about getting the the stories of about the people um, who produce our food um, and getting that to and getting those stories to the consumers or the people that are buying and consuming the food. And I think as as lockdown and COVID has really brought that to the fore, people really want to know who's who's producing it, where's it from you know, what's special about their particular product. There's some amazing products out there that um, people are really passionate about growing and producing and, and harvesting. And so we get really excited about that. That's our that's our passion. Such an awesome niche. And you're so right. People are 
really more and more these days interested in knowing those stories. So the fact that you're getting those stories out is is amazing. It's such great work that you do. And you are a growing business, um, which is part of the reason that I wanted to, to chat to you on the podcast today. So what I want to know is this, what is the number one lesson you learned or piece of knowledge you've gained in the last 12 months when it comes to managing your team and, and growing your team in your business? Is there one thing that stands out as something that's been a really important piece of knowledge for you? Yeah, look, um, there's probably two yep. I'd have to say. So the first one is more about the system side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you've got a growing business, a fast growing or slow growing, doesn't matter. If you want to scale, you've got to have systems in place. Mm-hmm. So we've been in business now for six years, just gone six. Um, and for the last 18 months to two years, we've been really focusing on that systems piece. And the first one we did was finance. And the next one we did was um, HR, people mm-hmm. management, because with growth, you've got to have other people working with you, for you, around you to help you grow. Um, and so the the really aha moment for me as being part of, of your membership was um, was understanding the, you know, getting that organised, getting the fundamentals right, getting the organisational chart in place, like, what does that look like? Who's doing what and how does it connect together? And then from there, drilling down into the, the roles and then the position descriptions and just getting that sort of in a systematic way has absolutely changed our business for the better. So that was that was really, really good. And the second piece was the sort of stuff that we've been doing and you've been on your podcast and in the membership, which is is around the people management, the team management. Teams Mm. don't just, you don't just recruit people and say, right, all work together. (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) It would be absolutely nice. Um, And so understanding that. We don't just, we have to, like, we've got a client-facing role, but we also have an internal role as a tech. So we've got a senior management team. We now meet regularly and and so that the the senior management team is really on the working together. And then we have other team members and how, and working, working that through. So really... Those are the two um, fantastic benefits of being part of your membership, really, and the advice that you give us. Um, and I think I've said to you, I can't often make the the lives, but um, but I do watch them. I watch them afterwards, and I learn from them, and I just go and try some of the tips you give us. So I really appreciate it. Oh, that is so awesome! Thank you so much, and I love. I love that you get it done, Jane. You you listen to the things and you the old chart particularly you were sharing before we jumped on that doing that exercise, you realized that you had an employee who you don't have actually the right role for. You've you've gone and changed that role. So that clarity that you gained, what impact do you think that's made on your business? Oh, it's had a it's had a really big impact on the business. So if you've got the wrong person in a role, they're not doing what you need done. It affects everybody in the team. Mm. So, and because people work together, and you want, and you don't want your team members to fail, or to, so other people are, are, are sort of filling the gaps. Mm. And then you, and you, some, sometimes that's not very visible. But when we did the org chart, 
and we realized what the roles were well we got clarity we knew that what but we had real clarity it's all about getting clarity yeah it's just it's about getting clarity and when you can see things then you can fix them mm. but if you can't see them you don't know what's wrong. So you're looking at it going, what is wrong with this? Why isn't this working? And just putting that structure in, understanding that we had a role, we had somebody who wasn't, we had a couple of people, um, like the roles and the and the people didn't quite match. So we yeah. have to, it wasn't just one person, it was sort of everybody sort of going, okay, that's your role, they're the skills you need. Do you need help getting, you know, where are those gaps? Um, and just sort of getting systematic about it. And really, I just, I'm just a systems. Yeah. See, really. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love that you love systems because you're, it, 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 you know, so many areas of your business, it's so important. Um, so the fact that you enjoy, you know, that you love having systems means you're going to have the right ones in place. And, and I think what I'm hearing here is this clarity that you've got, um, by doing these processes, it's setting you up for your next stage of growth as well because you know what, what you're going to need to do next in terms of which position's coming and how you might resource that. So you're able, I guess, to plan ahead a little bit more than just being reactive, um, would you say? Yeah, definitely. And that helped me. That really helps me sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> one wants to lose about- sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't function without my sleep. But honestly, it that, that clarity. And every time I, I find more clarity, it just helps. And as you say, it gives you that platform mm. to, to then grow. And I can feel that we're on a growth spurt at the moment. Um, and and so we need to make sure that those double down on those things. So yep. we're going to double down on, um, you know, we're going to go back actually tomorrow and and um, look at our old chart and do a, fun, a fundamental sort of audit about what have we got, what do we need based on what we know we've got coming in. So it's um it's a really good system. So. Yeah. I love that. And it's a recurring process. As you grow, you revisit, you go, right, we've got all these things and what's next? What are we going to need to do next? So it gives you that, yeah, that platform, like you said. That's awesome. Jane, thank you so much for sharing that with the audience today. I think clarity is king. I I say it often and you probably get sick of hearing it, but um, I love that you have taken the steps to get that clarity and I love the impact that it's been able to have on your business. So thank you for sharing that with with the audience today. Thank you. And good luck with everything. And I love being part of this membership. It's great. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you, Jane. How great was Jane? I absolutely adore Jane's action-taking approach to things. And I love how she's growing her business by having clarity and the huge impact. Like she said, a game changer, getting that clarity on the structure of her business and her focus on systems when it comes to all aspects of the business, because it's so important. Not all of us are great with systems, but they are really important when you want to grow and scale a business. And like Jane shared, getting those fundamentals right, the right org chart in place, knowing who to bring in when, and the tremendous clarity that she's got from doing those exercises that she shared has just uh, been a real growth aspect for her. So I so appreciate Jane's sharing her story. And if you'd like to connect with Jane, I will absolutely have her details in today's show notes for you as well. Now, let's kick along to our next discussion. So Jane spoke a lot about planning 
and the importance of that planning, the organizational structure, the clarity that that brings to the process. And next, I'm going to introduce you to two gentlemen who have both been working in leadership roles uh, within a company known as Loyal IT Solutions. So I'm going to introduce you to Michael Trimblett and Brendan Lewis in just a moment. And I love this story and I really wanted to bring you this discussion because this is a situation many of you are going to face as your business grows. As we're about to share, Michael has been in a leadership role within this business for many, many years and is working on a brand new project, which is really going to grow a new arm of the business. But in order to do that, someone had to step into his leadership role. This kind of succession planning is gold when it comes to being able to grow your business. And Brendan, as he shares, has just stepped up into a leadership role. It all happened very quickly, and they're going to share what they learned in that process as well. But really, our discussion here, and again, I never know what I'm going to get to the answers of the question when I ask it, but really centers around employment and the challenges of employing in a COVID market for a business like theirs, which has been able to rely on it being regional and local, offering an awesome work-life balance and lifestyle opportunity, no commuting to the big cities and all of those kind of things. That used to be their competitive advantage when hiring staff, but welcome COVID everyone's working from home, they've lost that edge and what they've had to do and the tactics that they've shared in order to try and get staff, get quality staff in a market that is very, very tight in terms of quality applicants. And Michael particularly shares his experience in that area. And then we hear from Brendan about stepping into his first leadership role. So let's welcome Michael and Brendan from Loyal IT to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Michael and Brendan from Loyal IT Solutions. I'm excited to have you both here today because we have a really interesting journey that you two have been on. Um, To give the listeners a little perspective, you guys work for Loyal IT Solutions, which is based on the New South Wales Central Coast, and you provide IT support to businesses, particularly small to medium-sized businesses locally. And Michael has been the general manager of Loyal IT for many, many years, Um, and recently shared inside our People Powered membership that he was looking to transition into a special project that they were hoping to work on. And that all happened very quickly at the beginning of this year. And Brendan has now stepped into the operations management role. So I'm excited to have you both here to share your leadership experiences. Thank you for joining me. Michael, I'm going to throw to you first. Now, how long um, were you in the, the GM role at Loyal? I've been in the I've been in the GM role at Loyal for ten years, actually leading wow. up to this. Yeah, huge. So you've been a long time in that role, and um, you and I have worked together a lot in in recent years. And so this this is a huge sort of transition. This new project you're working on, but I'm really curious to hear from your perspective what in the last twelve months what's changed, what's been the biggest lesson uh, or piece of knowledge that you have really lend into when it comes to to the team that you're managing? Yeah, well, in the last 12 months, since uh, everyone started to work from home because of COVID, obviously, mm. um, we've found recruiting to be quite difficult. Mm. Um, it seems that at the moment there's a bit of a skills shortage in the IT industry. So, you know, 12 months ago, I'd have liked to have prepared for this. So given we're about a two-hour commute from Sydney, um, one of our draw cards was that you can get four hours of your life back if you come work for us, but you need to take a bit of a pay cut because this isn't Sydney. Now we're competing with Sydney prices where people are now working from home and getting Sydney wages mm-hmm. and enjoying the Central Coast. So it's really, really difficult to have that kind of hook 
to to get people to work for us. Mm, it's, it's a real challenge and it's a challenge that faces lots of people in regional communities where salaries have traditionally not been as high as they are in the major cities in regional and rural areas. But, but the trade-off is you have a much better lifestyle, you are not commuting those excessive hours. And so people have been really happy to trade that and have that lifestyle. But right now, like you said, the playing fields are really evened out in that everyone can work from home. Um, what are some of the things that you've tried to do or been able to do to attract people? Have you had to lean into other, um, I guess, unique qualities of your business? I know you're a very values-driven organisation. Has there been anything you've been able to do to kind of claw back some of that disadvantage? The, the main thing that we've been doing recently is kind of word of mouth. So we're, we're just going out there and asking, you know, anyone who's working for the business, any friends of friends and so on, are there any jobs out there? Anyone wanting a a job? And we've managed to get a couple of people from that word of mouth. We don't find really seek or any other kind of um, you know, advertising medium or any other websites like that to be terribly useful. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, a, a lot of where we are is everyone knows everyone. So, you know, the word of mouth is quite powerful for us. So I guess the the way that we've got a, around this or not really around it, where we've started hiring people is mainly by, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a powerful way to do things because when you're in a candidate short market, IT is one, accounting is another, there's a few around the, the mass broadcast advertising just doesn't attract people because no one it, that's for people that are actively looking for work. You're in a candidate short market. So you also want to attract people that are like your existing team and word of mouth is a very good way because people tend to hang out with and, and talk to and connect with others that are like them. So it can be a good way to also attract people that are the right cultural fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the moment, there seems to be a lot of headhunting going on as well. In fact, I was contacted on LinkedIn and offered a job. In fact, two jobs actually in the last few months, sight unseen. So, um, you know, I turned them down because I'm working on bigger and better things at the moment, Mm. but this is what we're competing with. Our business model has been and always has been, you know, the face-to-face build relationships with um, with businesses, business owners, the, the people that we're supporting. But now it seems the paradigm has kind of shifted a little bit. Mm. Everyone wants remote support because no one is at the office anymore. Yep. Our techs are less likely to want to go on site because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple that with everyone wanting higher salaries and better work-life balance. It's hard to compete with other IT businesses with a business model where all work is done remotely mm. and it is, and you know, and and then keeping good staff. So the techs are now able to have their cake and eat it too, basically, because they're able to now work from home, work remotely on um, on computer systems that they would normally do at the office. But they're also now attracting higher salaries that you know is now competing with the Sydney and Newcastle markets. So yeah. it it makes it very very difficult to to you know keep staff around because I think people are always chasing that higher salary. Yeah. Yeah. The salary is definitely a a motivating force. We, we know that for sure. But I think what we will see on the flip side is businesses in Sydney will start to expect people to return to office. Um, and ultimately there will be that swing back, perhaps not entirely to a, a full five-day week. Uh, but I know, you know, prior to this current lockdown, we're all in businesses in Sydney in various industries were trying to get people back at least three days a week and staff weren't liking it. They were really resisting. So 
On the flip side, whilst you're going through a tough time in that space now, hopefully it's going to even out again in the future where those people won't want to be going to Sydney. Well, I hope so. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get everything back to normal. People can start commuting back to Sydney and we can all go back to normal. So back to normal. You know, the, the economy here. The new normal, as we keep hearing all over the place. <laughs> but, you know, the, the economy here on the Central Coast is very different to the Newcastle and Sydney economies yes. as well. So we're kind of a, a an outlier on that side of things. So everyone expects everything to be done for smaller amounts of money. So it's very, very difficult to kind of um, attract the, you know, high flyers when, you know, when you're not actually getting in the the income that you would be if you were a Sydney-based or, or Newcastle-based business as well. Yeah, that's so. true because we're dominated by small to medium-sized businesses and we don't have, you know, the, the volume of big corporates, uh, you know, in our region, um, which I think is, again, you know, symptomatic of many regional areas. They're reliant on whether it be farming, agriculture, small to medium-sized businesses, retail, hospitality, those kind of things. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we, we deal with a lot of ma-and-pa-style businesses, yep. so, you know, less than 10 users, and, you know, the, they don't have a budget to spend on IT. It's really mm. just a break-fix type of scenario. If things are working fine, we don't hear from them. Um, we don't have them on contracts because that doesn't work very well for them. Yep. So it's, um, you know, it, it's really responding to, you know, what the market wants. And in this case, it's they don't want to spend a lot of money, but they want to have us to be able to support their IT services. So we need to be able to, you know, we need to be able to run the business and keep the doors open, but also attract good people. So it's finding that balance is is quite difficult in the current climate. Mm, Absolutely. Let's throw over to you, Brendan, because you've stepped into this leadership role at what sounds like a bit of a difficult time, to be fair, and within a very quick period. How have you found transitioning into this new operations management role? And what, I guess, is the main lesson you have learnt so far in your journey? Well, I guess the biggest culture shock has been how much HR is required, even in a small business with Mm -hmm. a small staff. Um, It seemed from, from day one it was just an inundation with finding my feet and and trying to figure out the best way to both manage and assist our staff in their requirements. Mm, Yeah. And so that, I guess, aspect of the HR side was something that stepping into the leadership role you didn't anticipate would be such a a big part of your day? That's right. I thought it might have been like a sick day here, a sick day there kind of thing or, or people with questions, but it seemed to be something that did take up a large proportion of my day in the beginning, especially. Yeah. And do you think in hindsight, was there anything you could have done to prepare differently for that or um, or, would you, or would you change in the future? Um, I, I guess um, because I did come into that role quite suddenly, yeah. I, I guess to... Yeah, to to educate myself in that in that side of things would have helped cushion that to, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so true that no matter what size the team, I think that's a really good point that you made. There is an element of HR required. This is not a topic that is only for big business or um, only sits in the world of big business because when you've got a team of any size they need the things, they need the systems, they need the help, they need the policies, um, and all of that does require, you know, some energy and some effort. And we were chatting just before we jumped on recording about the fact that when you step into a leadership role in a business, you 
often it's leadership's not a skill that everyone has you know we're not born with leadership skills so it's a whole different skill to learn on top of your technical knowledge that you've gained throughout your career this is now gaining a whole new skill set um is the pathway that you're going through yes yeah yeah and um yeah certainly what what has helped with the transition is your advice through the through the the Facebook portal as well as your your previous podcasts, I I was listening to them almost on a daily basis, <laughs> anticipating going into the office to to have difficult conversations. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it is just it's getting that knowledge from someone, uh, getting that advice, um, and I'm sure Michael's been there providing that for you as well as to how to handle those new things, those new things that you're going to have to deal with, which is which is great as well. So, look, I think these have been both really good points, the fact that when the market changes, finding staff, and you don't want to hire the wrong staff, I think that is an important message as well, um, it changes. And we've got to rethink the way we approach finding people for our business, but we can't grow our business without the right people. Um, and there's definitely new challenges in the current market. And simply creating the time that HR needs in your business is something that is really easily underestimated. And um, thank you both for sharing uh, that with me here today. Um, I really appreciate you both joining me here on the podcast. Thank you. And um, I'm sure that this leadership journey for you, Brendan, will continue and excited to see Michael's project that he's working on as well. So thank you both. Thanks, Chris Lee. Thank you. Wasn't that an interesting discussion? And I loved how Brendan shared the unexpected nature of HR that he experienced when stepping into the leadership role within that business. And I honestly think this is something that we underestimate when it comes to our teams and probably even underestimate for ourselves. And I talk about this a lot, and that is when someone first steps into a leadership role, it's often because it's a promotion. They've been exceptional at their technical role no matter what industry they're in, they've been a great operator. And we step them into this leadership role, sometimes just assuming that they'll figure out the leadership stuff along the way. And we forget how much of a big transition it is when you're first managing people and leading a business. And I think quite often what we can do better as business owners is to give new leaders more support. In this case, Brenna was really lucky to have Michael still in the business and able to provide that transition to an extent. But so often we throw people into a leadership role without giving them the support and sometimes the training and development they might need as well. And we forget that it is a big step and that they didn't know all the HR stuff that we knew when they step into that role. And so Brennan's sharing so openly that that was something new and a surprise for him. And he's he's really taken to it and, and got his stride in that space, which has been really good. But I think that experience of succession planning that they shared and having someone ready to step in that's a big part of your growth strategy in your business, yeah? Because you've got to have someone ready to step into those roles so that your other people can move in the direction they need to move into. In this case, starting up a whole new project for the business, which could long-term be, you know, who knows, a really big part of the business. So I appreciate you both sharing your experiences there. Now, we spoke during these discussions about having tough conversations with staff and that being something not everyone is necessarily prepared to do. I think Brendan shared that he's been binge listening to episodes of the podcast, learning how to do that. So 
Because that was part of today's discussion, I wanted to give you an opportunity. If you haven't already, you may have heard me mention this here on the podcast before, but I've got a really simple resource for you that's going to help you tackle any tough conversation when it comes to your team. So if you listened to that and thought, oh yeah, I need to learn how to make those, have those tough conversations too. If you just head over to today's show notes, which is peoplepoweredbusiness.com episode 80, you'll be able to grab it there or just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash tough. For tough conversations. It's a free downloadable resource, no problems, grab it anytime you want, and it will just help you walk through those tricky conversations. I honestly think they are one of the toughest parts of leading people. And if you're struggling with it, you are absolutely not alone. It is not the punnest part of leadership. So I really hope you've enjoyed those discussions today with Jane, Michael, and Brendan. If you'd like to connect with any of them, their details will be here in the show notes. That again is at peoplepoweredbusiness.com episode number 80. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to bring you next week's episode, which is a follow-up on this series where I'm going to bring you more real-life lessons from real leaders who are kicking butt, growing their teams, and they're going to share their wisdom in regards to what they're doing to move their teams forward at the moment. Have a great week, and I can't wait to see you next week here on the podcast. 